The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello! Today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about running your most successful sales campaign ever. And listen, we want you to come and ask your questions about how this applies to you and your business. That's why we put together a free Facebook group called the Email Marketing Show Community. It's a really great resource for thousands of business owners sit and chat about email marketing every single day. And we would love you to be one of them. So if you haven't joined already, just go to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show Community. Like I said, it's totally free to join. You can dive inside and start figuring out how this stuff applies to you. The Email Marketing Show Community. He started wearing trainers. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he swapped iPods with his friend for a week. It's psychological mind reader Kennedy. I'm so pleased you took off those massive flippers you used to walk around in. Uh, because <laughs> flub, 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 you sound like a seal. What, what's, what's the deal with trainers? I used to wear trainers as a kid, like when we had those little ones that were like flash on the back. Or I missed out on Heelys, but uh, like the ones that were flash on the back. And then <laughs> we sort of moved in, as I grew up a bit, I sort of moved into, and I just started wearing smart shoes. And like other kids at school would always wear trainers, but I always had like a smart pair of shoes on wherever yeah. I went, whatever I was doing. Unless I was going hiking, in which case it was boots or something. But generally speaking, I just wasn't a trainers person. Just in the last sort of 12 months or so, maybe as you sort of enter midlife crisis territory, I've uh, I've reverted to start wearing trainers. Wow. Hiking. <laughs> you... you know, if you're doing your Duke of Edinburgh award or something. Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, I'm... I'm... What's the crap with your iPod? Uh, presumably this is at school. Uh, no, this was... Uh, me mate, we used to hang out. I was probably... I think I was at uni, actually. I was at university. We thought... We're in the pub one night. And I said, he was called Andy. I said, uh, and it was his idea, actually. It was, I can't tell you credit. He said, what, wouldn't it be an interesting experiment for us to just swap iPods now? Like, he, and let me obviously kept our own headphones. Like, And he handed me his iPod, and he had like a really fancy one. And I just had the iPod mini because I didn't have any money. And that little tiny one that was like a little clip that clipped on. Colored and I gave thing. him mine. And, um, and we swapped for a week, and so we had to only listen to each other's music selection and he was into like ben folds and like stuff that i didn't know anything about i was like what is this and i was into like 90s dance music and basically i spent every journey going to and from university on the bus 45 minutes from my home uh in in the university uh every day on the way there 45 minutes on the way back or 45 minutes listen to this utter shit and then he had to do the same with my utter shit um and it was um horrendous so i can't you were basically spending an hour and a half a day each debating your friendship yeah well it was just interesting to see like feeling a bit different it was quite interesting so i recommend the experiment don't expect to enjoy it uh it's uh it's good fun there you go there you are anyway hello every week on the show we uh, show you how to make more sales and earn more money from your email subscribers we'll talk about email marketing strategy the psychology tactics and we'll share with you what's working right now to make more sales online making you the email marketing hero of your business with a brand new episode every email marketing wednesday make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player Woo. That way you won't miss an episode. They will all automatically download uh, to your uh, podcast device, whatever it is, your iPod, your friend's iPod. Subscribe. I'll tell you what, do the experiment That's and subscribe funny. your friend. 
subscribe your friend to the podcast that's what you want to do it's the new like, thing you know when I nicked your phone once and like wrote something naughty on your uh, on your Facebook Facebook um, yeah. back in the day um, it's the new version of that you just subscribe your mate to really good podcasts exactly so let's talk about how often the big question how often you should sell in your emails we've got a controversial answer to this yeah you just don't um, you actually you just don't even send any more emails you have to just um no the thing is if you when you send an email, you are going to get unsubscribes. That's one fact, right? So there is a cost every time you send an email. And that cost is some of the people who you somehow got on your email list, probably by paying some money, that person, some of those people will leave. So there's a cost. So if you are not selling directly in that email or leading, putting something in there that leads people towards something that you're, you're then going to sell, you are... Basically, you're net, you're net negative. You are going, I'm going to send this out and cost myself a bunch of money. That's one thing. The second thing that happens if you are not either selling or directing people towards the thing you are selling is you are adding more overwhelm and more distraction to that person's world, right? And none of us need more distraction or more overwhelm, more shit to think about and juggle in our heads. None of us need that. So don't do it. Instead, stay in your lane. You have a specialism. You are leading everybody in your email world and on your social media towards a bunch of beliefs, towards a bunch of understanding they have to have so you can do the best job of solving the problem that they've got, which is through which you do through your paid programs, right? So anything you do that's outside of that is just more shiny objects the person's going to get distracted from. One, away from what you're talking about, which is not serving you. And two, it's more shit for them to be distracted and overwhelmed by, which is also not serving them. So remember, people are on your email list because they have a problem. They've got something they want to pursue and they believe that based on what they saw when they joined your email list, what they identified when opting in, they believe that you might have the solution to that thing. So our only job is to move people towards the best solution. And obviously all of us put our best solutions in our paid programs. Of course, that's what we do. So we should be selling or sending information that's moving people towards selling or towards buying in all of our emails that we send. I think the big misunderstanding here is that, you know, every time you send an email, it's bothering somebody. Every every time you send an email, it's a sort of, you know, like people who would sit and just like the naughty kids at the back of the classroom sitting like prod you and miss Kennedy's throwing things that may like you're not that person people seem to think that's the sort of feeling that you that you give when you sit and email people and it's generally not if you do it the right way even if you are selling people or moving people towards buying in every single email it's not like a social platform where it can be much softer and social platforms are a great place to just sit and teach stuff like the people who i follow on socials i love the fact that i can just sit and flick through their instagram feed or their tiktok feed or whatever um, and I can start to just see great short form content or I can go on their YouTube channel, I can watch longer form content and I can really just get into it, enjoy it and learn stuff. I can put it on while, on YouTube while I'm having my lunch. Email's just not that platform. Email is a platform designed for short, useful communication that nudges people in the right direction. It's not the place to be putting long articles. It's not the place to just be referring people to all this free content all of the time. Uh, as Kennedy said, people are on your list to solve a problem. And so the faster you can help them get to a solution or an understanding of that problem, the better. So 
let's talk about the sort of the differences I think between day to day email marketing, email selling uh, versus these sales campaigns because there is a distinct difference on a daily basis. Fundamentally, our business is based around this idea that we have an email list and we email our subscribers every day, 365 days of the year. And that is true. So every single day uh, we send out a short email. It's a few hundred words. It's usually some sort of story, not always, but usually some sort of story about, you know, day-to-day life um, with some kind of lesson in it that, you know, a fable, a sort of soft teaching moment, a moment of inspiration. And then that segues into uh, an offer, you know, good. That makes sense. Come and join the program. Just click over here and we'll tell you all about it. Every now and then the offer is something different. Every now and the offer again, uh, the offer is something that like a podcast episode that we're on and we particularly want you to listen to or uh, a podcast of our podcast episode of ours. And we'd like you to go and listen to it, that kind of thing. But generally speaking, we sell every day. And even when we don't sell every day in those emails, all of our emails have our little super signature at the bottom, uh, which sort of uh, has a, like a little menu of things that you might be interested in if for that on that day, at that time, at that exact moment, you're looking to take the next steps. And that makes sales from our emails every single week. But on the flip of that, we have sales campaigns. And these are full sequences of emails, and we got full episodes on this, but these are full sequences of emails that where, where all of the emails in the campaign work together. They're not standalone little bite-sized pieces. And the way we kind of see this is that if you, th- if you send out one email today and another email tomorrow, that's kind of like throwing two snowballs at somebody. It's a bit like, you know, sometimes you'll go and see a film. Like we went to see The Nun 2 recently, uh, the horror film. And uh, I said to Kennedy on the way, I haven't seen The Nun 1. Do you think that'll matter? And he said, no, neither have I. So it's one of those films where it's technically a sequel, but I don't think the storyline follows at all. And if you've seen The Nun 1 and that makes The Nun 2 make more sense to you, then uh, let us know because we watched a lovely film, but maybe it would have made even more sense if, there was, if we knew anything I don't know if it. the word lovely's ever appeared on the, in a review of <laughs> The Nun 2 before. Well, it's lovely. What a lovely film. <laughs> I did enjoy it. It was lovely. I had a lovely time. <laughs> we shared a popcorn. Anyway, um... There's enough about our personal lives. Um, I, uh, it's one of those films where you don't need to have seen the first one for the second one to make sense. That's kind of what your day-to-day emails are about. Like they're not, They don't act together in any sense. With the sales campaign, whilst it's still true that every email needs to make sense on its own, they do form part of a bigger picture. They're not these standalone things. There's basically um, you know, like an end point, isn't it? When like that offer is going to end like you're driving to what the whole uh, for me like a sales campaign and it's interesting to have a discussion actually about this for me the difference between like day-to-day these snowball emails and and a sales campaign is basically a sales campaign is leading to a destination we've said we're gonna email this campaign up until the first of i don't know february or whatever you know whatever date the first of february it's everything is leading to that which means we've got to communicate everything about this offer between the start date and the end date. And we've got to build the case. We've got to build the beliefs, build the excitement, the desire, and the proof up to that point. But then there has to be consequences. After, if, if it's a sales campaign, there has to be something at the end that happens. That something can be as little as we we'll stop talking about it. Like, that can be a consequence. Like, I'm going to stop talking about it. Or it could be the bonus goes away or the price is going up or it is no longer available or whatever, right? So there's got to be some kind of consequence. Like, this thing ends and everything is building up to it. Would you agree that's kind of the main difference? 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and it's important to realize, as you said there, sometimes the end of it is just the fact we're going to stop talking about it. That happens if we promote, like if we promote somebody else's product as an affiliate, we have very little control over how it could end. We might add a bonus and maybe our bonus goes away. We can manufacture something like that. But generally speaking, they're, you know, they're in control of their product and they're probably not going to stop selling it because we finished promoting it. Unless we're promoting it during their launch, which means they've created a sales event out of it. But it basically, that's a good good way to put it, actually. it creates an event out of the sales process rather than, and today we're talking about the thing again and tomorrow we're talking about the thing again. It goes, right, this is important. We're putting a banner up. We've rented the church hall and we're putting our stalls out. It's happening. There's a thing happening. And usually that means there is some kind of cadence that it is building. It starts off a bit vague, then it builds and builds and builds. You've heard us talk about our SVVC formula in previous episodes. If you've not, definitely go and have a look for that on the blog. If you go to emailmarketingheroes.com and look for SVVC, you'll you'll see us talking about that. And again, the great, it's a formula for creating these sales campaigns that build and build and build. And, but this is the really important thing about having a sales campaign is you don't want it to be that you suddenly show up and after having been like, the friend, I'm your friend, I'm your friend, and then now I'm going to sell you a thing. That's aggressive. That is surprising. Flipping people hate surprises unless they're watching a horror film, in which case you're paying for the surprise and you can you know create those situations in your marketing too. But this is not the time for that. What you want to do is from the beginning of your relationship with each subscriber, train your subscribers, let them know, let them see that you do sell to them. Otherwise, when you eventually show up and start selling to them, they're going to be like, what the fuck? I thought I thought you were the guy who just showed up and was nice and was funny or whatever. So one of the things we've seen over and over again is people s- nurturing their subscribers to death nurturing them to the point where they no longer read their emails, no longer are in a place where they think, oh, I might buy something from this person because you're just the friend who always shows up, right? What you don't want to do is, honestly, we don't believe that the Gary V method of showing up and giving and giving and giving and giving and giving and then eventually asking for something to take back works for most businesses. Why? Because when Gary V started doing that stuff, when a lot of other people, uh, Homozy, when he shows up and he does his stuff, they've got a big financial backing. They've got a long-term play. Don't know about you, but I definitely in our business haven't got a long-term play. I don't have deep enough pockets. I don't have millions of tens if not hundreds of millions of dollars sitting behind me saying I can play the long-term game. What I need and what we need, our types of businesses need, is a return on investment. We need to go, hey, I've invested in getting people on my email list. I've spent money on ads. I've spent time and money on my social media, organic. I've spent time and money on whatever on speaking and doing stuff for other people's audiences to bring people into my email list. I now need to get a return on that before I spend more money on more ads, on more social, on more videos, on more, on more, on more. We need to get a return on investment. The only way we can do that is by having sales campaigns early in our subscribers' journeys and not nurturing people to death 
nurturing people to the point where they found and bought the solution from somebody else because we haven't offered them something. Or they've decided, oh, actually, this, this problem's actually not a massive problem for them anymore. A major part of selling is amplifying and putting a focus and a spotlight on the pain. So we don't want to nurture people to death. Yeah, for sure. So what kind of emails should you include in your sales campaign? Basically, what you want to do is make sure that every single campaign that you send, every email has its own specific reason. And what sales campaigns are a really cool way of you being able to do is to go into quite some detail on one specific thing about you, your product, the audience, the beliefs, the social proof, etc. So one of the worst things we, we see people do over and over and over again, it's a common mistake that we correct with our students on our calls and that kind of thing, is that they'll they'll talk about an email they're sending and when we when we hear about the email, we realize, oh my God, that's not one email. That's three months worth of emails. You're telling me everything there is possibly to know in this email in case I miss it. Um, and and it's and you know because you've been told that you need to overcome objections and build beliefs and all of that stuff. And it's that's true, but you need to do it in a way that's noticeable. You can't just bury a load of stuff in one email and then hope people notice it. So. Let's rattle through a bunch of things that you could send an email about. And I want you to know that everything I'm about to say is one email. You could, in fact, at least one email. You could Sorry, make it I want more to just clarify, each of these things is an individual email. Not all of these are not one email. No, 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 Each no. of these each of is these an things. individual email. Because that's the big mistake that everybody makes, isn't it? Yeah. And so remember, you wouldn't put this as your subject line and then just answer this question in the email. You want to make, but the, the, the underlying hook, the underlying strategy, the underlying angle that ultimately will make up at least 80% of the success of your email campaign is this thing. So you could have an email, which is basically explaining who your thing is for. You could have an email that explains the specific problem it solves or the specific transformation they're going to get. You could, that's two emails. You could have uh, a specific email about how other people have had success with this. And bearing in mind, you could take one person's case study and make that one email, another person's case study, make that another email, another person's case study and make that another email that don't all look formulaic and, and annoying. Uh, you could have one that's about, you know, why is this unique and better than what I've tried in the past? If I compare this to what I've tried in the past, why is this better? You can have one that's sort of personal-based urgency. So why should I fix this problem now? Why is this personally urgent for me? Why is this currently, even though the offer's not going away necessarily, why is this personally urgent to me? On the flip of that, or as well as that, you could have a real reason to buy, like a fixed reason to buy now. The time is um, counting down. This is going away. The bonus is going away. The discount is going away. The price is going up. Uh, you can have bonuses or and or discounts, ideally both. So if you can both discount your thing and offer an extra bonus on it, that's really cool. Um, you can introduce urgency when it's urgent. So rather than saying on day one of a seven day campaign, oh, and this closes next, you know, a week today or at the end of this week, you could have uh, an, an email that goes out 48 hours before or 24 hours before just to let them know this is now urgent. Like we, like you're basically looking for reasons to send emails. And if you put all these things into one email, uh, this is not, you haven't got many reasons to send emails. You can email even, we love to send an email after the launch is closed to let them know that it's closed. Sorry, you missed it. It's gone. It's, it's closed now. Just to sort of prove when you say something's closing or the bonus is going away or the, you know whatever it is that's closed, you prove that when you say that, it really does happen. And that's a really big one. A lot of people don't do that email. And it's such a missed opportunity to say, hey, just so you know, we've now closed registrations for ABC program. Um, and we'll not we'll be opening it up again next year. If you want to get on a notification list the next time we open it, click here and get on the notification list. 
I don't really care that much if I can be on the notification list. What I do care about is proving, we say this a lot, say it, prove it, the SIPI method, right? Say it, prove it, SIPI, S-I-P-I. Say it, prove it. We've been saying this is a limited opportunity. What most people do is they close the cart secretly. Well, what you're not doing there is training your subscribers that when you say there's a sale on, this is opportunity, you can go buy this. You're not saying that, and then the opportunity closes. So when I say it's when I, when I say it's urgent because it closes, that's true. So we want to make sure we're doing stuff in this sales campaign that sets up the beliefs, including the, about the thing that we're selling, but also that when we say it's closing, it's closing. All these beliefs for the next time. We want to be setting up beliefs now for next time as well. All right. So uh, some really amazing ways and, and reasons and, and things to talk about in these email campaigns and when you're doing a sales campaign to make them really, really work, to cover all bases, give all the information and give you reasons to send more emails because there's no such thing as too many emails if you've got bloody good reasons to send them. The only reason people go, ah, oh, too many emails is because there were shitty reasons or no reasons or they're repeating themselves. Uh, the, you see those things that Rob just called out there and, and just came up with. Are, um, are really smashing reasons. They're really good reasons. But then, of course, this you, you think, okay, oh, hell, all these emails, what if people start to unsubscribe from all these sales emails? Totally get it. That's a, it's, a reasonable, it's a reasonable question because we've invested to get people onto our email list. So we want to make sure we don't get too many unsubscribes. So what we're going to do is you've got two options. Option one is if the thing you are doing the sales campaign for is your main offer, we call it a Rome offer, R-O-M-E, a Rome offer, as in all roads lead to Rome, as in you, that's, that's the product you want everybody to get, um, then honestly, if people unsubscribe from that, they can go. That's our opinion because that's our main thing. If you are never interested in joining that thing, then you can kind of leave because that's what our business is about. Everything we're doing is to move people closer to buying that room offer. However, if this is not your room offer, you can do something that we call granular unsubscribe. So, for example, um, we do a campaign a, a few times a year, which is only really good. It's only ever gone out in the past. We might change this, but it's only ever gone out in the past and been available in the past to our members of our programs. And so it's not, it doesn't go out to our main list. It only goes out to a certain specific bunch of customers. And it's to join our email engine accelerator. Now, of course, our email engine accelerator is not our main offer, right? That's not our room offer, right? But it's, it's a bloody great, really intensive, small group program, right? And it's phenomenal. And it's limited. That's why it can't be our room offer because we have a ceiling, a very strict ceiling on how many people can be in that and how much it can earn for us as a business. So what we do for that offer is we email the customers with this offer and say, hey, do you want to buy this thing? But of course, because it's not our own offer, some of them won't want to join it. So rather than allowing them just to, or rather than the only option for them, I should say, the only option for them being to hit unsubscribe and say, stop emailing me altogether, which means they won't get future stuff from us, which would suck. We put a link, just a manual link in the bottom of each of those emails that says, hey, not interested in hearing about our email engine accelerator, but still want to stay on our list? Click here to stop receiving emails about our email engine accelerator, and you'll not hear about it anymore. They click that. All that link does is actually applies a tag that says, don't talk about, you know, don't contact about email engine accelerator. I think it's called email engine accelerator, not interested, or something like that. And that's those people are just excluded from the entire promotion of that thing. So create a granular unsubscribe to allow people to remove themselves from that segment, but only really do that for the things that are not your main room offer. 
So what should you expect when you run these kind of sales emails? Well, basically two things, sales, obviously, and unsubscribes. Those are the two things that are going to come from this. And the good thing is that the sales help to counteract and balance the unsubscribes. Okay. That's basically what's going to happen. And that's, as Kennedy hinted at earlier on in this episode, that's the reason why we have to make offers in all of our emails, because every time you send one, some people are going to unsubscribe. That's the sad truth of it. Uh, but the fair truth of it, um, I unsubscribe from probably somebody's email on at least a daily basis at least a weekly basis if not a daily basis and it doesn't mean it's not offensive it just means they just they just need a break they're not interested in the thing right now uh, and so that's what you're going to be looking for is getting sales from your campaigns and of course unsubscribes from your campaigns but again this is not a game of list building in reality it's a game of customer acquisition it's a game of how many customers can we acquire how many subscribers can we get how many of those subscribers can we turn into customers let's get rid of the ones who are not going to turn into customers with any great speed um, and then maximize the customer value. So let's talk about how all of this fits together. Because you might be thinking, well, hang on a minute. When am I sending like a random broadcast? When am I sending a, uh, a a campaign? How does all of this work? So here's how we here's our our uh, sort of overview of how our system works as a whole. First of all, people join our email list. They opt in. They get their lead magnet. We send them their lead magnet. They're good to go. The next thing that happens is they go through what we call our email engine. And that is a sequence of well-thought-through campaigns, a sales campaign, a content-led sales campaign, an objection-handling sales campaign, and a risk-reversal sales campaign. They go through those campaigns, uh, a welcome sequence at the very beginning too, which is engagement-driven. Um, so they join our list, they go through a getting-to-know-you welcome sequence, a sales campaign, a content-led sales campaign, an objection-handling sales campaign, a risk-reversal sales campaign, and they feel like those are the daily emails we promised them when they signed up, because they are roughly that sort of cadence, sometimes a little bit more. But then... Some people, lots of people, will buy during the sort of 60-ish days that they're in that email engine of campaigns. We make about 80% of our people who ever buy from us, they buy during those en during those campaigns in that engine, that automated process. At the end of that, though, the other 20% or so, they pop out the other end and they start receiving our real live daily emails, right? which are being sent to everyone who's already completed the engine. They pop out and they fall into that segment of people. And those emails are designed to keep those people warm. They're designed to keep those people engaged. They're designed to keep those people opening and clicking and replying and forwarding and all the stuff that we want them to do. All of the ings. That it keeps them doing all of those things. Doing all of those things. And then uh, every now and then, um, we will run a sporadic campaign. We'll just we'll just do a campaign. We'll go, oh, um, let's do... And sometimes that will be for the same thing we sell in our daily emails. But we want to do a particular promotion around it. Like if they join during this week, they're going to get a bonus with it. And therefore, we're going to do our bribe campaign or our golden cloak, which both involve having some kind of bribe uh, bonus. Or we might say we're going to do... We want to do something risk reversal related. So we're going to do a campaign which is like an open day or a splinter offer, or a trial, and we'll run a five, six, seven, um, five, six, seven, eight. We'll run, we'll run a campaign which is, um, you know, designed around that thing. Or we might say, oh, we want to do an objection handling campaign, and therefore we found this big objection as to why a bunch of people haven't bought from us yet. Let's do a campaign that addresses that. We're going to do a specific sprint of a campaign about that. Or it might be that we're going to do a campaign about a completely different thing. So we launch a new program that's about how to build your list with a Facebook group, or we do a campaign for a product that's about list building, or we do a campaign for a product that is somebody else's where we get an affiliate commission for every sale that we generate, those kind of things. 
again, we might do one sort of sprint of a campaign about those. And when that campaign finishes, we go back to daily emails uh, for as long as we feel like we want to or need to. And a lot of the time we've been quite lazy in the last year or so, not lazy, just focused. We've been so focused on doing other bits in our business that we haven't run that many live campaigns to our audience. Um, but sometimes we go through sprints where we do loads of those campaigns. Again, if you want to do a webinar to sell your thing, that's a campaign that you would run. And then when it's finished, you go back to your sort of day-to-day email marketing. Now, of course, I'm flippantly saying daily emails. You may not send daily emails. You might do weekly emails or three emails a week or whatever. That's fine. And then finally, we have these silent campaigns. What I mean by that is they're campaigns that are sitting, waiting in the wings, waiting to be deployed. Not, um, not where we're going to pick people up and drop them into them, Uh, which is what we call express campaigns. These are campaigns that are just sitting there looking out for particular uh, levels of engagement. Either we'll have people who are very engaged and they're really interested and they're looking at our stuff all the time, in which case those people get yanked out and put into our Tell Me More campaign where we really sell it to them. Uh, because we know they're super interested. Or on the flip of that, if somebody becomes super disengaged, then instead we might put them into um, our LOL revival campaign. If somebody hasn't clicked on a link in 60 days, we'll put them into our revival campaign where we'll make sure they're still alive. We'll give them a chance to re-engage. And if they don't re-engage, then they'll get unsubscribed or deleted from our list. So that's how kind of how this fits together from a point of view of what's a, what's a, what's a daily email, what's a campaign, why would you want both, how do they fit together? And uh, with all of that said, we've got something really special to tell you about. Yeah, I mean, it can be a little bit weird to sort of imagine how all this fits together in sort of a visual sense. So we're really excited that we've got this brand new free web class where we're going to show you exactly how we do it, how it all works together. And and you'll be able to see this in a visual sense. And so if you can go to emailmarketingheroes.com slash engine, because we're talking about the email engine here, emailmarketingheroes.com slash engine, you'll be able to register for that free web class and, and see it all laid out in front of you and exactly how to apply it all. So that's emailmarketingheroes.com slash engine. Now it's time for this week's... Subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. What on earth have you got this week? It's just the word time waster and then a full stop, a period at the end. I love this one. I love any subject line that sounds on the surface like it might be accusatory. You know, if you get like a, if you get a letter through the post and you realise it's from the tax office, you instantly go, oh my God, have I missed something? Have I done something wrong? Am I going to get in trouble? Oh my God, it's a brown envelope. Whichever envelope's the bad one. Brown. Brown envelopes. They send all the bad news in brown envelopes in the UK. And you go, oh no, I'm going to get in trouble. This is really bad. And then you open it and it's really nothing. Well, we don't want to create that feeling exactly, but I do like that brief moment of like, oh, what is that? When somebody sees a subject line and they're not quite sure if it's directly about them. Have I missed a call? Was supposed to do something so time waster full stop and then of course when they get in it's nothing to do with them at all um which is a lovely relaxing feeling yeah it's just, it's nice when the inside of the of the envelope is much more like oh thank goodness for that that's really that's a relief isn't it that's this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week action-packed episode about your sales campaigns this week we're back next week with a brand new episode talking about more stuff to do with your email marketing making sure you make more sales from your email list make sure you do hit subscribe on your podcast player to make sure you don't miss out on next week's episode we'll be back next week hope to see you there